buy or sell. Deontay Johnson finishes higher than all three Chargers wide receivers. You know, so I'm disappointed that you're asking me this. The Wag Me Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by Colin Garini and Nick Musto. This episode, we're going to mark, we did our mock draft in the previous episode, and we're going to talk about some ADP risers and fallers from this way too early mock draft. Just keep your eye on these risers and fallers, and we'll give our price tag to them, where we see them fitting in and where we feel comfortable drafting. But first, let's start with a little exercise that we call buy-sell. You're going to buy this take, or you're going to sell it. And then we'll finish the episode with a couple more. So why don't give you give me your first buy-sell? Yeah, my first buy-sell that I'm going to offer up to you would be Javante Williams finishes, finishes as a top 15 running back in PPR points per game. In 2021, it would have been. Um, he averaged 12.1 points per game. Now he's got Samaj P. Ryan in town who's going to start the season. I'm buying it. Javante's a bucket. He's the RB1 in Denver's offense, going to be scoring a lot of points. I love it. I love Javante. However, I don't think I'd draft him any higher than RB12. No, I'm not, I haven't even considered him yet, to be honest. I don't know what his health status is right now, but I've heard that he's, it's likely that he'll miss a few games. Serious injury, probably going to ease their yeah. young running back into the season. Okay, buy or sell this. Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill both finished top 10 once again. Um, I think I'm going to sell it. I think, I think that Tyreek finishes top 12. I don't think Jalen or top 10. I don't think Jalen Waddle will. I think Jalen Waddle will be right on the edge of a high end wide receiver too. It's a borderline one. Yeah. Um, all right. My second buy sell Tyler Lockett will lead the Seattle wide receiver core. Once again, 15 points per game in 2022 DK average 13.3. No, I'm selling it. Just because I think, one, he might not even be a Seahawk come the season. He could be a cap casualty. Two, uh, JSN's there. And we did say that JSN digs into DK more so. Um, However, I'm going to bank on Geno Smith. Sort of a fluke season. Still going to be solid. And I'm going to take the odds that DK Metcalf or JSN outproduce him. I think people say that every year about Tyler Lockett. DK is going to do better. Doug Baldwin, Tyler Lockett just finds a way. Keep sleeping. So I'm going to stick with Seattle here. Buy, sell. Geno Smith, fluke finish again. Out, he's going to finish outside the top 15 quarterbacks after a QB5 season. I, I'm going to sell this. I think he finishes inside the top 15. I can't think of all the – I mean, there's – I think he'll be neck and neck with a guy like Kirk Cousins, maybe a little bit ahead of Kirk, honestly. Ooh, no. No, no, hell no. I'm taking Kirk any day of the week. Gino's got, I mean, what did he have like 400 rushing yards this year? He adds a little bit on the ground. That's just gives you a little bit of a floor. Okay, that's a strip tease. We're going to do the rest at the end of the season. Let's dive in to the main topic ADP risers. Go ahead and start with the first guy that we're going to highlight. Yeah, let's talk about Jordan Addison um, in our mock draft that we just uh, debriefed you guys on earlier this week. He went at the End of the 12th round at pick 12. Um, his current ADP, according to 44.com, um, is wide receiver 43. 
um, at the 908 spot. So three rounds earlier than where I got him in our mock draft. Um, Addison, Addison should rise due to vacancy of targets in Minnesota, uh, left there by Adam Thielen. Again, 107 total targets that were all Thielen's last year. They're gone now. Addison is going to fill that role. Um, it's unlikely to project that Jefferson will receive over 180 targets again, um, although it is entirely possible with the Vikings' high fast-paced offense, Kevin O'Connell calling the shots. Vikings had the second-most total pass yards in 2022. Um, so it is possible that Justin Jefferson just remains at this elite high volume level. Um, but I don't think that Addison is, is going to be left in the dust there. Um, terrible defense allows for a receiver friendly game script. Hawkinson will get, um, his end zone targets 19 total last year. Um, however, Addison steps into a juicy role in an aired out offense. What's your price tag on Jordan Addison? I think I'd go as high as the seventh round as a wide receiver three, I think is where I'd like him. Who would you draft him over? I have JSN here, but I think I'd, I'd take Addison over him. I would not. I, I'd draft him over Brandon IU, Hollywood Brown, George Pickens, and Brandon Cooks. I think it's neck and neck with JSN um, come, come fantasy season. I'm about in the same boat for him. He's definitely going to have a meteoric rise as the training camp hype buzzes around him. Who's player two? Uh, second guy we'll talk about as a riser here is J.K. Dobbins. In the mock draft, he went at the 503. His current ADP on 444 is RB21 at the 511, so very similar to what our mock draft showed us. Um, his price tag should grow a little more steep in the coming months leading up to the season. Um, for a few reasons. He now has his first full offseason healthy, um, which is something to say considering he was out for like two years with knee injuries. Um, yeah, multiple knee surgeries, even got one done in the middle of last season, which caused him to miss the majority of last year as well. Um, I think that he will get his burst back. You could tell he was slow last season, hobbling down the field when he should have taken like a 70-yard run to the house against the Steelers. He just could not outrun Minka Fitzpatrick because he couldn't move. Um, but over the last four weeks, when he finally became healthy, um, two 100 yard games in those four weeks, the offense, um, does now have potent receiving weapons. So I think that this will improve their production as a whole, but I think they'll remain a little more run first and Dobbins will see great success from that. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to go against that take Baltimore, most, one of the best rushing offenses in the NFL history produced two. 3,000 rushing yard seasons as a team over the last four years, two of only like five teams in NFL history. Um, what's your price tag on JK? I know he's your baby now. I think I'd take him in the third round, RB2. Who are some guys that you'd draft him over? I think I'm taking him over DeAndre Swift, Damian Pierce. I'd take him over Cam Akers, Dave Montgomery, and then the juiciest one here, I'd take him over Joe Mixon, I think. I'm not, huh? I'm mixing... I hate mixing. <laughs> I, I know you do. I know you do, but it's hard to go against like four RB1 finishes in the top five yeah. years. All right. Give, you, give us your our third riser here. Yeah. Jerry Judy. I took him at the 605 in our mock draft, and his current ADP, according to four for four, is wide receiver 25 at the 602 spot. And I just thought he had a really strong finish to the season. Wide receiver two finish over the last five weeks. Uh, finished as a wide receiver 20 on the year, despite missing three weeks. He's again, Russell Wilson's wide receiver one. 
and Sean Payton's new offense. Plenty of elite wide receiver seasons have came from pass catchers in Payton's offenses and supported by Russell Wilson as well. Uh, at the Saints, you had Marquez Colston, Michael Thomas, Brandon Cooks, even Lance Moore. They all had wide receiver seasons with the Saints. Um, now Russell Wilson, meanwhile, he had a QBR of 110 when targeting Jerry Judy, his go-to guy for 2023. What's your price tag on? Fourth round. And who are you taking him over? Chris Godwin, Debo Samuel, DJ Moore, too. I just like Judy's upside. When looking at his finish, top 20 wide receiver last year, no reason to discredit him uh, heading into this year. Now, let's go to a macro riser. This is a big wig guy, a guy at the top of the draft boards that will continue to climb. Yeah, my favorite guy that I think is going to jump even higher is Garrett Wilson. Um, in our mock draft, he went at the 304. I passed up on him stupidly. Um, and currently right now, he's listed at the 301 spot as the wide receiver 11. Um, I think he'll rise um, even higher than where he's at right now just because of the Aaron Rodgers hype train. I like where this is going. Yeah. Uh, Brees will get healthier. We'll see more clips of Rodgers and Wilson showing their connection in practice in the offseason. And the offense will just look sexy with an electric run game, a new Fancy quarterback, one of the best of all time, um, an elite young wide receiver core. I think that things are going to go up for Wilson heading into the season. I think he'll end up being definitely a mid-second round pick. As a, so that's your, that's your price tag? I think so, yeah. yeah. Who are guys that you're going to draft Garrett Wilson over? Um, I'd take him over Jalen Waddle. I know we've talked about him on the pod before. Um, I'd take him over Amon Ross St. Brown. I'd take him over A.J. Brown, and I would take him over Devontae Adams. Oh, that's a tough pill to swallow with a couple of those guys. I disagree on Amon Ra. I really like his consistency. And, um, you know, it's blue pill or red pill for me with Devontae Adams and A.J. Brown. I don't know which way I'm going to lean. I really don't. I lean A.J. Brown over Adams right now, but I think I like Wilson over both of them. Yeah, so the reason why I said I like where this is going is because my – Macro riser is Brees Hall, one at the 202 in our draft. His current ADP is suppressed, according to 4 for 4, four RB13 at the 308. And again, this is the Aaron Rodgers effect. Aaron Jones has been a top 12 running back four straight years while sharing a backfield with Rodgers, uh, including back-to-back top five campaigns in 2019 and 20. And that's while splitting time with A.J. Dillon, Jamal Williams, too. Health concerns are dragging his price tag down, but when he receives clearance from his ACL injury, his ADP will soar. Where are you taking Matt? Uh, where he was drafted in the mock, probably early second round. Definitely going to be a top 10 running back this year. RB7 in points per game last year. And you're taking over guys like? Ken Walker and Tony Pollard. Those, that's the barrier for me. Brees Hall over those two guys. Definitely agree with Ken Walker. Um, and Tony Pollard. I think I agree with um, let's talk about our fallers. I'm, I want to start this. All right. First guy, I'm just going to kick him while he's down. Kyle Pitts, he went up to 504. And according to ADP data, he's going as a tight end seven and at the 503. So right aligned with the mock draft. And why he's going to fall is because there is a sour taste in owner's mouths and it's going to return. He's going to take home the title as the biggest bust of 2022. Uh, well, he already did. And I don't know. Do you think that's fair to label him as the biggest bust? 
I would think so. I mean, I thought, yeah, yeah, because he had a thousand yard season the year before and then he let down. I mean, he missed the mid, like half the season, but he was a letdown before he got injured. So, yeah, I'd say that I'd say he was the biggest bust of the year. Yeah. I mean, A Rob and Justin Herbert and there's a Sutton. couple, yeah, there's a couple guys that could take home that title, but it's Kyle Pitts in my mind. And he caught less than 50% of his targets last year. Average only 6.2 points per game. That's half PPR. Atlanta is going to remain at the top of run-dominant offenses. They drafted B. John Robinson in round one. They re-signed guard Chris Lindstrom, one of the best guards in the game, and got tackle Caleb McGarry this offseason. Definitely beefing up that line for a reason. Um, what's your price tag on Kyle Pitts? I, I, I don't even have but It's ninth round probably and uh i'd like draft evan ingram and pat fryer move over and i guess we should also mention kicking kyle pitts while he's down the quarterback situation isn't any better than last year desmond ritter named the starter averaged 6.2 pass yards per attempt second worst last year and also drake london is the lead receiver in that offense it's not kyle pitts had a 31.3 percent target share of desmond ritter's pass attempts um, yeah, I don't know if I can agree with it's hard to I want to agree with you. I'd take Evan Ingram and Pat Farmuth over Kyle Pitts, but it's hard to just stomach that. Like, the name value there. I know. Player two. Yeah, Dalvin Cook um is my second or is the second follower that we'll be talking about here. In our mock draft, he went to 211, which I just think is ridiculously early. Um, and then current ADP right now is RB15 going in the fourth round, beginning of the fourth round. Yeah, and I think the main reason why is because there's a good chance he's not going to be a Minnesota Viking. Yeah, I think I, I, that's the rumor. That's the word on the street right now is that they, they're they waiting for Cook to pass a physical to then release him. Um, history does not favor running backs when changing teams outside of a select few like Adrian Peterson, guys like that, like the elite of the elite. Um, I think if Cook remains in Minnesota, he should go around this fourth round area. Um I, however, I don't think that's the case. I think Alexander Madison can be more serviceable, more than ser- serviceable for a season. Um, and the Vikings know this, and that's why they're waiting on Cook to pass his physical. What's your price tag on Cook? Uh, given that he changes teams, probably sixth round. What about if he remains on the Vikings? So he's staying in four to five. Yeah, really? Yeah. You're you're still dragging him down a little bit? I'd say fourth round. If he's a Viking, it's fourth round. The offense is too good. Who are you drafting over Dalvin Cook? I would rather have Jameer Gibbs. I'd rather have Aaron Jones, J.K. Dobbins, Miles Sanders, James Conner. It's, it's a long list. That's assuming if Cook's a non-Viking. Yeah, if he, which I think is what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I think I'd take like the middle three, A.J. 33, J.K. Dobbins, Miles Sanders over him regardless. Conner was a tight. I don't You don't. He might take your word back on I that. I might one. regret saying that. Oh, well, you can, take your, you can take that back right now if you want. I think I will. I think I'll take it back. <laughs> Third faller is Debo Samuel. He went at the 406, and on average, he's being drafted as a wide receiver 16 at the 401 spot. And why he falls is because, uh, well, actually, I'll contradict this first. Five-game sample with CMC and Debo healthy last year. Debo continued to average three and a half rush rushes per game, and he out-targeted Brandon Ayuk. But... Ayuk broke out last year. He led the team in catches, had his first 1,000-yard season. Samuel was third in red zone targets for the Niners last year behind Kittle and Ayuk. 
And Ayuk finished as a wide receiver 15, and he's being drafted as a wide receiver 34 right now. I think both players are going to align in the middle of their current ADPs right around that wide receiver 24 spot. Yeah, and if I had to pick, I would think that Brandon Ayuk finishes higher. I think that he fits more into what the Brock Purdy offense has to offer. Um, Debo Samuel's kind of cut out with CMC added. Like a lot of his upsides just been cut down a little bit because of um, his his rushing upsides just much more limited now. This is like a uh, trust me, bro. On yeah. this, you know, this, yeah. the data says that oh, Debo's not going to fall off the CMC. There, he's still going to get his touches. But trust me, bro. Ayuk was good last year with CMC. You can't say the same about Debo outside of a few games. Um, what's your price tag? Fifth round, like not that far. It's still Debo Samuel. It's not like yeah. he's an aging old man. And who would you take over him? Definitely Jerry Judy, uh, the riser that we already mentioned. I'd take Terry McLaurin over him. I'd take Christian Watson I over I him. And I'd take Brandon Ayuk over him. I, I, I think I'm sold on Ayuk go. being the wide receiver one. All right, we could talk about some guys that are – up high right now, but we think that we'll drop we'll drop much further than where they're at. So the macro fallers, macro fallers, let's call it that. Okay, I'm gonna give my first since you gave your first for the risers. That's Devonte Adams. He went at the 207 in our mock, and he's being drafted as the wide receiver six and the 112 spot in 12 team uh, drafts on average. And this is going he's going to be suppressed because. There will be mass panic over Jimmy G as a provider. We highlighted Jimmy G's impact on the Vegas offense in our quarterback changes episode earlier this month. I'll just repeat the the glaring statistic I found in my research. Devontae last year, um, he led the league in air yards, more air yards than Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle combined. And Tay also only had four games with less than nine targets last year. I don't think Jimmy G can keep that up. I agree. He's not a downfield thrower like Derek Carr. Um, Second in air yards per attempt. Growing concern over Jimmy Garoppolo as a provider. I just don't know if he can support that. What what would be needed for Devontae? Um, Where do you, what's your price tag for Adams right now? So like not the, again, these are macro fallers. I'm not expecting him to go from first round to, eighth round i think a late second round slot is appropriate for him maybe early third um i would take guys like amon Ra over him and i'm not willing to say garrett wilson yet um but that's probably going to be my take come draft day yeah um my biggest faller macro faller here would be ken walker in our mock draft he went at the 110 um which is again absurdly high i think i said that about someone else earlier um, the mock draft is not reflecting where their current ADP is. However, I think it could fall even more. Um, right now at 4-4, he's rated as the RB11 going in the third round at 303. Um, I think Ken Walker could fall just because of the obvious. Zach Charbonnet came to town. Seattle imposes a run-heavy offense that'll benefit from having two running backs. Um, they added another wide receiver, so obviously they want to be able to throw the ball. Um, Walker led all starting running backs and getting less yards than expected per carry. However, he led the league in boom plays. Um, so he's the definition of a boomer bust running back. That's and, hard for you, man, because Ken Walker's your baby and you love baby. him so much. So, you know, I'm happy for you. You're growing out of your box here with him. I didn't want to have to. I wanted Charbonnet on the Bengals, man. I wanted both of them. 
Um, Nick's, whatever. Nick's got his head in a trash can right now, yeah. you know, grimacing. What's I, your price tag on Kelly? I'd take him at the end of round three, beginning or end to towards the end of round four, kind of like that, like three twelve to the four twelve situation is where so I, I would fourth take round, him. pretty much. The end, yeah, basically all of the fourth round. Yeah. Who um, are guys you're gonna draft over Ken Walker? I would take Najee over Walker. I'd take Brees. I'd take Ramondre Stevenson, Jameer Gibbs, Tony Pollard, Travis Etienne. I, these are all guys that really aren't competing with another great running back. Like so. Okay, but Jameer Gibbs is competing with David Montgomery. That's the okay. one guy. That's the one guy I have a problem with in that list. Yeah. I mean, I would say that I'd already say I think. Oh man, uh, Charbonnet is better than David. What you can't I get out of to here. say, but like get out of here. What was David Montgomery's draft capital? I don't even know anything about that. Did you go to Alabama? No, he went to uh I feel like an idiot for not it's gotta be SEC. He sounds SEC. No, no, it was Iowa State, of course. Was it Iowa State? He was in the same backfield as Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. It was when Iowa State was at the pinnacle, they had Nikhil Harry out there on the flank, just dominating guys. Okay, well, still, I, I Zach Charbonnet has a lot of draft capital. I don't know where Montgomery was taken four years ago, but third or fourth round. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's finish up with a couple buy sells just for a little brain exercise here. Buy or sell? We, I feel like we were a broken record with asking this, but Garrett Wilson finishes higher than Devontae Adams. Uh, for context, Aaron Rodgers has supported eight top eight wide receiver seasons. Adams has four of them, but Garrett Wilson is the new top target for the sheriff. I mean, I said it earlier. I think Garrett Wilson is going to finish higher than Devontae Adams. So, yeah, I'll take it. So you're Thanks buying that shit. Yeah. Um, all right. My next one, Darren Waller finishes within the top three tight ends. Um, he finished as tight end two four years ago, but since then has been held back due to injury. I'm selling it. I like. Obviously, Travis Kelsey's tight end one. Nobody touching him. Mark Andrews and George Kittle, I think, have solidified themselves as the top three at that position. I think Kelsey and Andrews, but then when you get into Kittle, I think Waller's right there with him. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it tentatively for now. Justin Herbert was a, a he's all right. Buy or sell. Justin Herbert back to top five quarterback. He's the one, one of the worst picks last year. Uh, fished as a QB2 in 2021. Drafted as the consensus QB2 in 2022, but he finished as a QB11. I'll buy it. I think that he's being disrespected for one bad year. If you look at his first two seasons in the league, he was he, they were the best first two seasons ever for a he's quarterback. A golden goose, man. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to buy it. We, caught, we could have in, included him here as a riser if we wanted to. Um, all right. Buy or sell. Deontay Johnson finishes higher than all three Chargers wide receivers. Ew, no. So I'm disappointed that you're asking me this. Tell me he's going to finish higher than Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. And if, heaven forbid, one of them gets hit by a tornado or lightning, Quentin Johnson, no. Johnson had over 100 catches last year. Zero touchdowns. Exactly. No, he didn't. He had 82 receptions. Or 100, 100, 100 targets, 147 targets. That's what it was. Targets. Yeah, in only 82. One of the yeah. worst wide receivers in the league last year. But, you know. No touchdowns. Yep. And, you Better know. Offense. Touchdown progression. Blah, 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 yep. blah. Don't give a shit. He's rather, I'm ra- buying it. Would rather have the duo of Chargers receivers. Oof, no. 
buy or sell Dave Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, both top 24 running backs. Swift and Jamal Williams did it last year. I'm buying it. I think it was an upgrade at both at both running backs. I think Gibbs is better than Swift and Montgomery is better than Williams. I'll buy it. Okay. All right. Another serious question. <laughs> buy or sell. Najee Harris is a top seven running back. And I have some guys to consider here listed for you. CMC, of course. Eckler, of course. Bijan, Derrick Henry, Saquon, Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb, Tony Pollard, Travis Etienne. I could buy this. I could. Like, I think he's going to be a low-end RB1. I don't, I, I'm going to tentatively say sell it just because there's a lot of good running backs out there. All, all those guys that you mentioned, I feel like, are above Najee. However, I'm going to say this is one of the closer ones here. I'm much more confident. I'm, I'm going to buy this, and I say that with a lot of confidence compared to my hesitant buy on the Deontay Johnson thing. <laughs> yeah, you got to filter that Steelers mojo out of you, man. Never. Last one for me, Jalen Hurts is the supreme QB1 in 2023 buy or sell. I'll buy it. I hate betting against Patty, but I'll buy that. Yeah, average most points per game at yeah. the position last year. If he stays healthy, I don't think anybody's going to touch him. All right, buy or sell. I already know your answer. Buy or sell. Calvin Ridley is the top wide receiver in points per game in Jacksonville. Ridley was wide receiver five in 2020 with 19 points per game. He missed the last two seasons, essentially. Um, could take over as a wide receiver one for a rising star in Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to say what I've been saying right now is sell because Christian Kirk is finished very good. He was wide receiver one last year for a reason. And I still think that that rapport that he's built with Trevor Lawrence Again, young quarterback, still developing. I think that's going to stay consistent over Calvin Ridley. But again, another take that you could have me uh, switching teams later. Calvin Ridley, buy it. That's take it to the bank. That's our difference. That's a pod. 